first time I felt the touch of Christmas, Christmas season, uh, in singing the carols today. Did anyone else feel the same? Yeah, Mike, yeah, yeah. Um, we are kind of isolated, many of us, or most of us. And um, But one thing I've noticed about this Christmas season, I haven't seen one manger scene anywhere in my little ramping, you know, um, going to places, not seen one manger scene on a, on a lawn as we've uh, done some walking in that. So I don't know if you've had the same experience. Anyway, Christmas is approaching and um, it's a very special time of the year. It's just unfortunate that we can't be together as we have been in the past. Uh, we're talking about Christmas in Luke. And uh, I was just thinking, I read through this passage again and again and again over these last days, and uh, many thoughts, but I'll just bring a couple in particular, but how important names are in the Bible. Uh, for instance, Luke uh, means a person from Lusania in southern Italy, but it also means the bringer of light, light or white or bright. And so through Luke's gospel, we have such wonderful truth uh, made known to us. Uh, he wrote his uh, gospel to Theophilus, which means a friend of God or beloved by God. How important names are in the Bible. Um, and then Mary, anyone know what Mary's name is? Um, it means beloved, but it also means bitter. And that may seem hard to understand in the, in the light of who she was, but she suffered. She suffered to, to identify with Jesus, to make herself available to bring forth the Son of God. And I'm sure she had many a tears over the years of Jesus' public ministry. Uh, Joseph, these are all names associated with this season. Uh, he will add, may Jehovah give increase. Uh, Gabriel, the angel, uh, God is my strength, God is my strong man. David, uh, beloved, um, and now we come to Zechariah and Elizabeth. So I want to read just um, a passage or a page from the Book of Mysteries, and it's headed Zechariah, Zechariah, Elisheva, and Yochanan. There had been centuries of silence, said the teacher, in between the Hebrew Scriptures and the New Testament. Too many, it seemed, as if God had forsaken, forgotten his promises to Israel. Do you know what entered that silence? The first earthly event recorded in the New Testament? At the birth of Messiah. No, he said. It was an event concerning a priest named Zechariah. When Zechariah was young, he married a woman named Elizabeth. Undoubtedly, they had dreamed of having a child, but were never able to. They were both now old. I don't know how old old is because uh, the Levites uh, started their public ministry at 25 and had to finish at 50. So um, whether he was in the, in the after 50, they could assist the, the priests. But of course, 50 was much older um, then as it is today. In fact, in many countries such as India, um, India's um, 50 is quite old because of the conditions, the harsh conditions of living. So, while uh, undoubtedly they had dreamed of having a child but were unable to, they were both now old. Time had taken away their youth and their dream. 
that while Zechariah was performing his priestly service in the temple of Jerusalem, an angel of God appeared to him and told him that Elizabeth would, in her old age, give birth to a child. So God would fulfill the ancient hopes of Israel through the fulfilling of an old couple's long lost um, hopes for a baby. But behind it was a mystery. Zechariah's real name was Zechariah. Zechariah means God has remembered. Elizabeth's real name was Elivasha. Elivasha means the oath of God. Zechariah and Elizabeth, Elizabeth were joined together in marriage. So God has remembered was joined to the oath of God. The very joining of the two lives created a prophetic message. God has remembered the oath of God. A sign to Israel that God had not forgotten his promise, but he was about to fulfill it. And when God remembers his oath, then the oath bears life. So Elisheva will bear a child who will be known as John the Baptist. But his real name was Jochanan. And what does Jochanan mean? The grace of God. God's remembrance of his oath causes to be born the grace of God. The grace of salvation, the very thing that would come forth out of God's fulfilling of his oath. And when Zechariah gave praise to God, he would declare that God had performed the miracle to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham. Never forget this, said the teacher. No matter how long it takes, whether centuries or moments, God will never forget his promise and never break his word. And out of the broken, the barren, and the impossible, the grace of God will be born. Interesting. Names are important in the Bible and uh, also should be to us. And then we see this account of uh, in chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, verse 5 on, the coming of the angel Gabriel to uh, speak to uh, Zacharias. And um, we know it well. And told that he would have a son or his wife would have a son. And they were to call him John. And he would be great in the sight of the Lord and so on. Uh, Zechariah said to the angel, how will I know this for certain? How will I know this? Uh, my, in my Bible, for certain is in italics. How will I know this? And we know what happened next. Uh, the angel answered, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my, my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. I, I wonder how we would have responded if we were Zacharias living in the natural world, familiar with natural things, temporal things, and suddenly a high-ranking angel uh, appeared to us and spoke to us absolutely amazing things. But uh, Zacharias would have been aware of the promises of God, as um, we have in uh, I, where are we? Isaiah. Isaiah 7, verses 10 to 14. Uh, God spoke to King Ahaz, the king of Judah, 
and uh, asked, said, ask a sign for yourself. But he was unwilling to do that. He said, I'm not going to test God. Um, but then came the promise. God spoke out um, that there would be a son uh, to be born. Let's get these thoughts in order. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. The Lord himself will give you a sign. A virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Now, it may seem harsh the way Gabriel responded to Zacharias because uh, he was struck dumb and was unable to speak until the naming of the child. Uh, some wanted him to be called Zacharias, but then um, Zacharias called for a tablet and wrote his name is John. And the moment he did that, because that's the name that the angel said he was to be called, uh, his tongue was loosed, and of course he gave praise to God. But why was God so seemingly harsh to Zacharias? I've been thinking about that because, you know, Mary questioned uh, how she would uh, fulfill the word of, of, of Gabriel. But I think, I think this, um, Zacharias uh, was older in years. He knew the word. He knew the promises of God. Um, whereas Mary was just a young woman and uh, did not have the experience of life nor the spiritual experience that Zacharias would have. And so her, his response to her was different when she questioned, how can this be? So Zacharias um, was struck dumb. Time went by. We know it all. Uh, John is born. Uh, when he wrote on the tablet, his name is John. Suddenly his tongue was, was loosed. And um, then Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and he prophesied. The wonderful words. And the child continued to grow and become strong in spirit. And he lived in the deserts until the time of his public appearance as he got older, of course. But then Gabriel also came to Mary. And in the six months of, of um, Elizabeth's uh, pregnancy, um, he came to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at the statement and she kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary responded too. She said, how can this be, uh, since I am a virgin? 
But as Mary spoke, there wasn't a, a trace of unbelief or doubt. It was just a genuine question. Here, here I am, just a young woman, and how can this be fulfilled? She wasn't rejecting the word of the Lord, but she was just wondering how it could be fulfilled. Um, in verse 45, um, Elizabeth said to Mary, Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. So she believed, but she just had some questions, as I'm sure we would have if we were a young woman her age. So John was born, the promise of Jesus coming, and amazing words about, about Jesus. And then we have the words uh, in verse 46, titled The Magnificent. And Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. Mary needed a Savior just as well as we need a Savior. I remember years ago, uh, Shirley's first cousin uh, was witnessing to a, a young Swiss woman in New Zealand. He was a tour leader, and she had questions about um, Christmas, she had questions about Jesus and so on. She was Catholic in background. And, um, but then Ian um, just mentioned that verse, my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. In other words, Mary was not sinless. Mary needed the Savior. Um, by the way, Mary wasn't a perpetual virgin, some would believe either, because the scripture makes it clear that Jesus had four brothers, one of whom was James, and numerous sisters at least two she it says she had sisters it was mark three i believe it is so jesus had brothers and he had sisters so she could and mary could not have been a virgin so i guess we've got to come to the place do we believe what the scriptures say the bible as the word of god or do we lay aside what the word says and embrace a human tradition religious religious tradition so it was a word of censure to Zacharias, but as far as Mary, uh, there was just words of condemnation. She must have been a fine young woman and uh, chosen by God to uh, bear the Savior. And those words spoke to me. Um, Be it unto me according to your word. The bond slave of the Lord May it be done to me according to your word. Mary was obviously a sweetheart, um, sensitive, open to God. She had a question, how can this be? But um, she had a wonderful heart and God honored her and she became the bearer of the Messiah. And I was challenged myself, um, what sort of heart do we have? Do we have doubt or unbelief coming in that would resist the word of God, the purposes of God, or where are we as Mary? Uh, let it be done, Lord. When you say something, oh, yes, my heart is open. I want to be what you want to be. I want to do what you want to do. And I know over the years, Shirley and I have uh, virtually daily, if we've not spoken it out, we've, we've said it in our hearts, Lord, we choose your will for this day. We want to do what you want us to do. We want to know your strength. We want to know your purposes. And we want God to be able to reside in us that we indeed would be a temple and uh, be a bond servant, a bond slave of Jesus Christ. I, I, I heard something, uh, a news item, uh, not, oh, a few months ago, 
about some black pastors in America. And they were saying that they understood uh, what it was to be a bond slave because of their background in slavery. Whereas many of us who are white-skinned uh, or non-black, uh, we don't have that concept or the appreciation that they do because of their background. And uh, I remember I was thinking of being in Jamaica one time, staying on a property, a Christian organization's property, a uh, big property, and around it was a stone fence uh, made obviously by slaves. It was a large property. It would have taken a long time to build a stone fence. And I would go along different days and put my hand on the stones. I touched them. I touched the very stones that had been placed there by slaves, people who didn't have a will of their own. Um, they couldn't even go into what was called the great house. The great house was the, the main house on the building. Uh, obviously, those who were servants could, but the average slave could not go into the, the great house. And sadly, when um, a Christian organization took over that property, they would not allow the, the blacks, the Jamaican people themselves, go into that house unless perhaps they were doing some chores. Um, that was taboo to them as well. And I thought, how sad. Jesus came to set us free, all peoples of all, race, all races, of all colored skins, and yet here we are, or here were some people as Christians, and rejecting a certain segment of society because they were not like them. But we are slaves. I mean, you think of that. We're not asked to put stones and, and form a fence, but we are sa sl uh, slaves, and uh, because we know Jesus, he came to set us free. But we cannot really be free until we are, first of all, a slave of him. Think of that. We are bond servants, bond slaves of Jesus Christ. And he came, he lived a perfect life, he died a terrible death, that mankind might be free. But if we are to know his freedom, we have to become slaves. But of course, love slaves, love slaves. And our heart cries out, gladly we will serve the Lord because of what he's done for us, the life he lived, the death he died and suffered. Uh, yes, we love you, Lord. And we want to be where you want us to be, to do what you want us to do. We are your servants. We are your love slaves. So Jesus came and he was confined. Almighty God was confined to a human body. And he laid aside all that is power. And he, he walked this earth just simply as a man, like we walk this earth. And he was reliant upon the Father. And he was dependent upon the ministry of the Holy Spirit through him as we are as well. But may we truly be servants, love slaves, and may we say this day, Lord, uh, let it be done according to your word. I want to know you. I want to follow you. I truly am a bond servant, a love slave, a handmaiden of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this season, and we thank you we've touched a, 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 just a segment of it this day as we've sung some carols together. We thank you that Jesus was willing to come. He was willing to live a perfect life and suffer a terrible death so that we might be free, so that we might be forgiven. And we need a Savior. As Mary needed a Savior, we too need a Savior. Day by day by day, we need you to save us, Lord, to save us, to save us because of our transgressions. And we thank you for your blood that was shed on the cross that we can apply to our lives by faith and experience the daily cleansing of the blood of Jesus uh, because um, 
of what took place. He came to die. You came to die. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise this day. You're no longer a baby. You're no longer confined to a manger. You're no longer uh, limited. You are God Almighty. And we want you to be God Almighty in us and through us, in your church and through your church. Let it be, let it be, let it be. And we pray that many will come to know you personally in this Christmas hour, um, just because of the carols we may sing or we may hear. May we be those who do not just know about you in our minds, but surrender to you from our hearts and follow you all the days of our lives. Let it be in the name of Jesus. Amen.